What is happening, all you cool cats and kittens? Welcome to episode 40 of your favorite podcast, the <laughs> Gordon Podcast. I am your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons. And today, I say the word intent about 10,000 times. Count them out for me. Let me know how many times I say it. We're going to talk about avoiding plateau. We're going to talk about homeostasis. We're going to talk about some really, really, really nerdy physiological happenings as well. You should be training so fucking hard that you can never plateau. It should never be okay to look the same this week as you did last week. We're going to talk about how to ensure you don't run into that problem. Episode 40 brought to you by Revive Supplements and Raw Supplements dropping in July. Whew, I'm excited to talk to you guys. I'll see you inside. Um, so Joe Rogan, I, I thought this was really cool. The issue is like every time Joe Rogan has a um, like guest on his podcast from, I guess, the, the industry, mm-hmm. it's like never who he should have on. Like it's who, never who a good have? representative. You didn't see this. He had Ronnie mm-hmm. Coleman on there. Oh, really? Eight time Mr. Olympia, Ronnie Coleman. And, you know, a couple items I want to touch on here. Number one, people give Ronnie Coleman like a lot of shit for some of the stuff he said on the podcast. He was talking about how he was like, like, one like 0.3 percent body fat or something like that mm-hmm. and like you know he just kind of he's out of it okay ronnie coleman's had his whole fucking spine fused mm-hmm. dude like he's on so many medications to just like be able to function as yeah. a normal doll dude like he's out of it and like dude that's okay like ronnie Isn't coleman's like crushing it like 40s he's no he's like in his i would think he's in his upper 50s really yeah wow and man, he's like been, he's been through a lot of stuff. He's obviously had a lot of success. Um, but dude, I, I think people are underestimating kind of going a little too hard on my dude for like how he presents himself or is like a, uh, it's 56 spokesperson, 56. Okay, man, when I'm 56, I better be in better shape than that, bro. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I worry about that shit too. Yeah. I read like, like, I mean, I'm so in, I'm in real deep, Yeah, you know, like the, the goals like to be Mr. USA and the goals to be like a repetitive top 10, you know, IFBB show placer. Mm-hmm. And like, like that's deep. That's a lot of commitment deep in there. It's a lot of commitment. Yeah. Like I, I have no interest. You could come to me today and be like, you press this button, you win the Olympia. Okay. Like, you know, one day, yeah. And like, I know what that entails and I just, I'm not interested. Okay. Like I want to dominate okay. in my own right. Mm-hmm. I want to dominate the amateur stage. I want to be consistent top 10 guy. Like I want to be someone who like, yeah, you know what? Like he could go to the Olympia and probably crack the top 15, you know? Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't, but you just, want to be able to take the yeah, on other aspirations. You would have to give up. I would have to give up so much happiness and fulfillment from my life. to like yeah. chase that goal. Yeah. And also I'm realistic with, you know, the genetic potential here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to push that level of health issue. Okay. You know, myself okay. for yeah. long-term. Sure. Um, like well, I want to have an exit plan. One mm-hmm. day I want to get out and I yeah. I've always told myself like 40, you're done. At 40 or fucking done. Yeah, dude, me and Savannah had this conversation last night. We, yeah. were, we smoked a little bit. Yeah. And we were talking and I was like, you know, if Justin's 27. Yeah. Right. He's still going to do this in 10 more years. Oh, I'm still going to be doing this. In and 10 I was years. like, that's kind of wild to fucking yeah. think about, isn't it? Yeah. Like you're still going to be growing. You're still going to be yeah. training. You're in the same oh my capacity. God, in 10 years, I'm going to make me now look so tiny. Yeah. 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 I, it's, it's just wild because. I came to this realization of like, you know, Ronnie's 56. Yeah. Right. Uh, John Meadows held in his forties, 44, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. These guys have been going 
for years and years and years. Dude, and to so get long. to that level, you have to go that long. You, you got to commit half your life for this whole thing. You do. And I'm willing to commit half my life to yeah. it. I, I'm not willing to commit, you know, giving the up grave. the best years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like of my life. Like I like going out on the boat yep. and I might miss a fucking meal when I'm out on the boat. Although I haven't whenever I've been out on the boat, <laughs> I might miss a fucking meal when I'm out on the yeah, boat because I'm yeah. just chilling, like having a good time. Like, I like partying and raving and, mm-hmm. you know, going out and having a couple of drinks and like, I enjoy music mm-hmm. and travel and like all this stuff. And it's like, dude, it's 365, 24, seven. If you want to win the Olympia, mm-hmm. like, I just don't want that. Yeah. Like I, I want to do the 365, 24, seven until I win Mr. USA mm-hmm. until I become competitive at the IFBB. But yet beyond that, I'm cool. Oh, I got I'm a, I got a cool. big question. Then. Yeah. What year is Mr. USA? Uh, I'm going to be the 2022 Mr. USA champion. All right. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. And then I'm going to try and compete at the Arnold in 2023. Okay. And honestly, I do have a really strong feeling that like if I cross that, if I, if I check that off the mm-hmm. Arnold, cause I'm gonna have a lot of, you know, Arnold's invite only. Yeah. Well, this dude just won Mr. USA. He's from Columbus. There's a, you know, there's, there'd be a decent chance I, I could get an invite there. Yeah. Um, if it's pitched right. Can you make not, I say, do, do you have to get nominees from someone inside? I think there's a committee. There's like a team. They like watch shoes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like there'd be a lot of intrigue there. Yeah, I think sure. by that time, you know, the Instagram following will probably be pretty decent. The team, business everyone's going. I mean, everyone yeah. already knows Team Haley, even the IFBB level. So yeah. I have that too. Yeah. Um, like like there's it, my name at that point will bring intrigue. There's too so much. I hope I get. There's that. too many things connected to you yeah. for someone not to totally just ignore you. I, I agree. So yeah. I think I could have a decent. Yeah. Chance, like. Around a 40% chance of getting an invite. Yeah. I have a strong feeling that after I step on the Arnold stage that like I might be good. Okay. And I could hang it up. Well, so also, if you look at it like a life, like the, the life cycle. Yeah. Got the Ohio. Yeah. Got the Ohio. And then we go to the USA. Got the Mr. USA. And now we go back to Ohio. To Ohio on the same to, stage. To close it. On the same stage. That's the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I could see that happening. Yeah. It's also at that point like, dude, that's. That's like three more years of like, <laughs> where like intense. Yeah. Uh, but I could also see the opposite happening. Like, yeah. no, I need to win the Arnold. And like, okay. that's not going to happen, but I can see that bug. Yeah. And, I could see it. And like, how close can I get? Mm-hmm. Like, it become a personal endeavor. Like, if how you close get, do I get? Yeah. Getting USA is, I bet you'll want, you'll get yeah. the bug pretty easily. Yeah. Mr. USA is going to be a big deal. The issue is like, man, you go to IFBB and now you start at the bottom again. It's like, man, I already started at the bottom in the amateur. You know, most people don't yeah. start at the bottom in the amateur who make it to the IFBB. Yeah. Most people start off like hot. Mm. You know, most of those top guys. Uh, but, you know, Ronnie saw Joe Rogan. He said he was like 0.3% body fat. It's not possible. Um, and, and, you know, he, um, I wish Joe Rogan would just bring on people who are more balanced in their approach, mm-hmm. who are, I don't want to say like more intelligent. I think Ronnie Coleman is a very intelligent Who's a um, good guest? individual. Me. Yeah. I like that. Andy Galpin. Okay. Um, Jansen. Matt Jansen. Yeah. yeah. Dom. Okay. Vu. Um, I'm not sure if Vu's personable enough. I don't, oh. I don't think he wants to share enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like he wouldn't want to go on the podcast. I, I, I honestly feel like if, if Rogan reached out to Vu, it'd be like, I'm cool. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think like the, but like Phil, he's be a great, yeah. great guest. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Sean Rogan would be a great guest. 
Um, Flex Lewis would be a great guest. Like guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, John Meadows. John Meadows. Sure. Oh, John Meadows. That'd be, be sweet. He, he's the apex. Yeah. Like that's who Joe Rogan should be knocking down the door. Like I need to understand this yeah. life. Yeah. It would be John Meadows. See, Ronnie Coleman was always such a freak mm. that like he was never here. Like genetically? Like, yeah, he just, like it was there. His high school football pictures or college football pictures over there. Dude, pull I'm going to look him up. You're like you're the top of your head's going to detach for your brain to blow with like the way he looked. Other people just don't look like that. And that was before like any serious bodybuilding training mm-hmm. that was before anabolic in any PEDs. Um, man, Ronnie Coleman was just such a freak. So it's like, it's hard for him to sit there and tell Joe Rogan mm-hmm. about, you know, progressions and dieting methods and, um, Dude, it, even this picture of him in 1990, Jesus, 1990. So he would have been, that was 30 years ago. So, well, he was 26 then still. So I, I, yeah. I'm trying to have a hard picture. Uh, Let me see this. The 1990 Ronnie. Oh my God. To the 2018. I mean, dude. Yeah. 1990. Jesus bro. fucking Christ, dude. You guys look up Ronnie Coleman, 1990. It's fucking insane. <laughs> dude, he got fourth place in the heavyweight class that year at really? uh, Nationals. Yeah, yeah. He lost to Kevin Lavroni. He lost to Flex Wheeler. He lost to... Oh, fuck. He lost someone else. Um, Bro, yeah, this, that, this that must be nasty. his high school picture. He's number 57. Yeah. I don't know what... But he looks like a middle I mean, 20s man like imagine playing football against that in high school <laughs> like he is going to ruin your life he's going yeah. to decapitate you yeah um so you know I, w- I wish joe rogan just had more middle or line people and maybe everyone could just like comment on joe rogan's next instagram post like tag me in it sure like I'll, bring I'll on it. you know bring on jamie Haley fit and joe rogan be like who the fuck's this guy maybe he comes to my page and like something stands out you know you never yeah. know with joe rogan you have no idea i mean we've talked about him enough on the podcast it's God. it's coming yeah <laughs> Yeah, I hope. <laughs> um, but, you know, Ronnie was a freak. Ronnie was great in his own right. Man, I just I hope Ronnie has like fulfillment and happiness. And apparently he does. One thing Ronnie Coleman never did was he never plateaued. And I want to talk about this today. Um, I'm going to be really, really, really clear cut with you guys. And this is going to set the tone for us podcast. You should never, ever have seven days in between pictures that you send a check-in like to a coach. If you have a coach or if you do it for your own accountability, that the pictures look the same. Every single day you should be changing. I don't give a fuck for natural or enhanced. If internally you are healthy, which we need to assess your blood work, a full blood work, not just a fucking, not just a, a you know, generic, metabolic or hormone panel like we need to assess well i'm not going to tell you what i have my clients assess um if everything checks out internally dude you should be making progress every single week holy shit dude how are you not that's what i love about my roster like that's why i get so excited for check-ins every morning like literally yeah. i like wake up when the sun because we don't fucking have blackout curtains yet i wake up when the sun comes up and mm-hmm. dude i start i'm like everyone's getting better yeah like everyone's improving mm-hmm. like the fucking precedent is set there's never pictures i send to matt in back-to-back weeks where it's like oh you know i look the same mm-hmm. <laughs> like that doesn't fucking yeah. happen and i'm someone who you know we're going to talk about i'm well beyond super compensated you guys you should be forcing 
adaptation, every single variable, every single day. When you're getting your steps in, when you're getting your neat, are you lackadaisically walking around just like on your cell phone the whole time getting your neat? When I'm getting my knee, I'm fucking walking, dude. Holy shit. Like, I'm striding. I'm yeah, we like pick going. hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Sam all the fucking hills and mm-hmm. shit. Like, dude, I am drenched. Like, mm-hmm. we get back to the house, me and Peyton, and we're both like, <sighs> mm-hmm. like, dude, we're both, like, keeled over. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, it's been super hot um, in Texas the last... Uh, I guess like week or so. It's been yeah. pretty fucking warm. Yeah. We usually go on our walk around like 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I bring water bottles. because uh, mm-hmm. There's like a mailbox thing. You know, the mailboxes mm-hmm. are in our neighborhood. Um, Like halfway through our walk that's nice and shaded. So I've stopped there with him and I've crushed some water. And like, dude, he was like drinking out of the water, mm-hmm. um, out of the plastic water bottle. Like the first two days, perfectly fine. Yeah. And on the third day he was drinking out of it and it crinkled and he lost his shit and he won't drink out of it anymore. That scared, crinkle noise. Scared him? Yeah. Scared the fuck. He was like, <laughs> like, dude, it's He's such wild. An interesting animal. Yeah. Like, like Peyton gets in his like groove with the walk too. Yeah. Like he gets, I, 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 I can, I watch him and I he see, he knows you're talking about Yeah, him. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Look at him. It's so cute. And like, I see him, like he's like bobbing and he's like with it and he's like in his own groove as well. And that's yeah. like, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. it's really cool to see. He's you guys just, sync up. Yeah. He's picking up on my energy mm-hmm. and like, he's in it too. And so like, he was just drinking the water mm-hmm. and it's just like me, I'm drinking the water. I'm listening to my music. I stay in my zone. He mm-hmm. was drinking the water. He was staying in his zone in that crazy ankle like crushed the zone oh my god that's so funny no wild and i won't fucking drink out of him interesting so i have to like pour it in my hand but he won't drink it while it's pouring in my hand because he's scared of plastic bottle yeah and i have to pull it away oh and then he god. licks out what's left what didn't spill out of my hand by then and like we did we repeat this process like 10 times for him to get some water <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious dude, <laughs> dude he's so funny yeah but i tried your new technique which one? The vacuum technique will walk in. Dude, it's hard. Ooh, yeah, it's hard. How long were you holding it for? Uh, shit. I don't, I, I wasn't counting. I was like yeah. doing markers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, that's good. Every, um, the neighborhood we walked through has like streetlights. Yeah. It was every other streetlight. Is it not where you live? No, we, we, we walk up and then yeah. we go to a neighborhood. Oh, and then okay. that's our lap. We have a routine. Yep. It's about 5,000 steps. Yep. From out and back in. Okay. Wow. So it's like a 52, 55 minute walk. That's the length. That's it's like, good. It's like 45. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, you make it We're 45. It. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So I, um, what Scott's alluding to is, uh, have I talked about it on the podcast yet? I don't think so. So I always practice my vacuums when I'm walking and competitors, I, I highly recommend you do this. Um, it helps strengthen your transverse abdominals. It's extremely stimulating on your transverse abdominals. The stronger your transverse abdominals get, the more abdominal control you have, but also the more it pulls your core tighter. Your transverse abdominals being extremely strong pulls your core tighter. So when someone like wears a waist trainer and stuff like that, yeah, for 99.9% of people, waist trainers are garbage. What waist trainers are really good for is when you get them as tight as they possibly can, where it's extremely uncomfortable, your transverse abdominals are contracting very heavily there to pull in all of your abdominals. Mm-hmm. This is very, very, very hard for your transverse abdominals. So you see like bikini girls do it or you know XYZ do it. And, um, you know, if they're doing it the right way, it's for good reason. The issue is like, 
how the fuck you working out in a waist trainer? No, like this is for like steps. Like this is for like your neat. Like don't fucking wear one to the gym or don't wear one tight to the gym. If you are into the gym, it's helping you like brace your core. It's helping mm-hmm. you like stabilize your back or your mm-hmm. lumbar because mm-hmm. you don't want those to contract. That's different. I still think a belt is better, um, but people use their waist trainers, work their transverse abdominals, transverse abdominals get stronger, waist your waist muscles and and this also deactivates essentially your obliques and your abdominals so they're kind of atrophying while your transverse abdominals are strengthening and then in the gym you're wearing your fucking belt you should be wearing it really fucking tight again same effect transverse abdominals but less um circumference or less area is being taken up because the belt's obviously um much less wide Mm -hmm. or bulky Mm -hmm. than a waist trainer is and so you know, your abdominals, your obliques are still not contracting completely. Uh, they're also not completely turned off. They still have to do an element, you know, even with a belt, but a belt is kind of bracing you. So, you know, for competitors, you know, there is a time and a place. Now, don't go fucking buy a waist trainer. Don't go start like wearing a belt all the time. Dude, it has to, like like you need to be like at a place where it's going to make a difference, like a big difference in your physique. OK, um, so in the morning I walk holding a vacuum for as long as I can. When I started, I could hold it for maybe like 10 seconds and I get out of breath. Any competitor has ever been on stage no, understands what I mean when I'm about to say this. When you're on stage posing, like a, like bodybuilding classic physique, when you're flexing, you have to breathe through your diaphragm. You have to breathe all up top, all right? All through the ribs, all through the diaphragm. That's where your breasts go. When you're holding a vacuum, that's where your breasts have to go. And so I practice my breathing technique for posing while I'm walking, holding a vacuum as high as I can, breathing through my diaphragm. It's short little breaths. It sounds like just like that. That's the pace at which anyone who's ever been on stage is like, yeah, (laughs) I know that sound. I, I feel that if you're not practicing all the time, you only fucking hit it when you're on stage. Well, and, and you know, this is this. I mean, this, yeah, this goes all the way down to bikini girls, too. Yeah. They can't like be breathing through their fucking gut on yeah. stage. Like, yeah, I noticed that it was really challenging to catch my breath, but yeah. I, the more practice I did, yeah, the obviously the easier not to hold, yeah, but the easier got to. I learned how to breathe, yeah, and it's just that breathe like 45 minute walk, yeah. So I'm gonna start it, doing it more, yeah. It helps greatly, it helps with your uh, it helps with your oxygen expenditure as well. Mm-hmm. Your body utilizes it more efficiently, there's less abundantly available while mm-hmm. you're doing this. Um, so that's what Scott's alluding to. I do that on all my walks at night when I walk. I have this leather belt, um, it's a really small leather belt, it's like way too small for me. Like we're at the gym, but it's extremely um worn it's very used um i wear that as tight as i like tighter than i possibly can but i can pull it tighter than i possibly can because of how worn it is and it kind of has that same effect just crush my transverse abdominals again literally there's like a couple thousand you that'll hear this like five of you this applies to all right. Yes. Maybe like maybe like 20 or 30. So don't everybody go buy a corset. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Dude, like maybe 20 or 30 of you. This actually applies to if you have a shit physique, this doesn't apply to you. Like we have to fix other things first. Yeah. yeah. And like if you have like like if you're splitting hairs, like you're an overall champion. And like right now, maybe you're like top 20, yeah. you know, on a pro qualifier stage. And we want to get to that top 10, top five mark. Like now we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so like that's more so who that alludes to. So if you're not there yet, remember this later on, if it's something that'll help you, um, you know, and also a super heavyweight bodybuilder, like I have the propensity with everything else growing that my core is going to grow with it. And so we want to obviously mitigate that. 
Um, so yeah, that's what Scott's alluding to here. When you're walking, fucking walk with intent, dude. Walk like a minute. You should be out of breath. You should like you should not be able to like walk and hold a conversation at all. If you're like walking and FaceTiming or walking on the phone, you're not going hard enough <laughs> whatsoever. Like walk like you fucking mean it. Burn some goddamn calories. Like walk like you want to burn some fat. Even if you're in a building phase, like my clients listening to this, who I have do fasted steps. Uh, that's kind of my preferred fasted form of cardio. Take the Ohembean, hit your steps, whatever step count, you know, I give you for that fasted session. Like, dude, do it like act like you want to burn some fat while you're there. Fucking attack it. Get after it. Your fucking neat only counts as fucking some sort of exercise output. If you're not lollygagging around, it's not Sunday afternoon in the park. We're trying to win bodybuilding competitions. We aren't in the fucking professional knitting league. We're trying to fucking win shows. So act like it. And when you act like it with every single variable you have, guess what's going to happen? Your body's going to change every day. Every day I wake up, my body's different than yesterday. It has to be even after rest days. Don't like it shouldn't be optional when you lay down at night. It should not be even remotely optional that, man, I could have gone harder today in these variables. <laughs> like if you're not a fucking competitor, if you if you can say that you're not someone who's like really fucking serious about winning shows or I mean, I can even say like this applies general health. This applies lifestyle clients too. like you want to fucking make change. Like, dude, Scott's a fucking COO of a company. He's not, he's never going to compete in his fucking life. But every single day he's in the gym, he's forcing adaptation on his walks. He's choosing to go up hills. Like you force the fucking change. You know, also I've realized like there's a huge correlation. People like lollygag around all the time and like they're um, like, um, like their day to day, they're like like their day to day tasks. Yeah, like and if you're like, wa- like if you're walking around your office. Yeah, at work. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like, um, like what level of success are we at? Like when people are serious about every little variable being done yeah. with intent. Yeah, man, they're usually people who are like pretty happy in life, like pretty successful in life, like they got themselves taken care Dude, of. I like had a funny comment back yeah. at that corporate job. Yeah, people say I walked really fast everywhere. Like I had, I was in a hurry. Yeah, you got something to fucking do. And I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You got a job I'm going to do. somewhere. Fuck you, mean? <laughs> I got food to put on my table. Chest up, walk fast, get there. Absolutely, yeah. fucking act like you mean it, dude. Yeah. Walk like you got something to prove. The the reason I'm pushing so hard again, like Justin alluded to, I'm not obviously have no interest in competing. Like there's so many of the things that I'm interested in, but the harder I work, the faster I'm going to get to where I want to go uh, in my physique. Exactly. Why would I want to get somewhere in 12 months when I can get there in six? Yeah. And Scott just rode the fucking 140 pound dumbbells for how many reps? I think it was 10. He admitted to me that one of my girls, he didn't want one of my girls at the gym to show him up. This is true. That she is just true. did 110 today. Dude, she's an animal. Yeah. Amazing. Beast. Yeah. Whoa. I did get five, 275 for five on flat bench today. Two sets, no spot. Dude, we're going to turn that in. Oh, man. If you had me there, you would hate for sure. That sucks. I couldn't grab Savannah because she was in a hurry. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Um, Everything you do, do it like you fucking mean it. Do it with purpose. Do it with fucking intent. Like intent's not just a tag word. Intent means something. Intent means, oh, shit. This is what it takes to get to the next level. With every single variable you do through the day. You sleep with intent. You eat your food. You walk. You train. You fuck. You rest. You drink your water. You take your supplement. Dude, everything you do with fucking intent. 
I literally can't like reiterate it's this enough. F- life's more fun that way. Dude, life's way more fun when you act like everything's a championship game. Yeah. Like truly everything's a fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like teams don't just make it to the Super Bowl by like, oh man, like we won a whole bunch of games and we ended up here. No, it's because every <laughs> single practice. Did you imagine that? From the first day. Did you imagine that locker room? That coach would be like, well, damn, wait, I didn't know how we wait, got here. Now what do we do? <laughs> like, no, it starts day one of practice. Yeah. Day one of practice. Every single NFL team that has a realistic shot this year, they want to practice head coach, leader of the team, the captains going to be like the Super Bowl's right now. Yeah. It's right in front of you. And the, today's task is winning the Super Bowl. Those teams are going to have off days. Like teams have off days of practice and like you never really quite understand why. Just like you have off days performing in the gym and there's never really like an answer like why it happened. Remember that 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 day that I hit the 415 for two on bench literally like eight days after I had 415 for five. And I was like, what the fuck is uh, happening? Was it when you cramped? No, no. I, I cramps later on, but I didn't cramp on that, too. You're I right. just like You're right. I, for some reason, mm-hmm. I felt good. Yeah, I felt good going into the workout. I felt confident too. for some reason. I got it for two. There's no explanation. Yeah. Sometimes and I went and hit PRs and other movements in that same fucking day. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it just wasn't there. That's mm-hmm. OK. Like You can't get fucking upset about it because, man, if every fucking day was perfect, you'd be Michael fucking Jordan. Yeah. And like unless he's listening to this podcast, none of us are not yet, at least. Every fucking day is a Super Bowl, so treat it like such. Fuck, dude, you're lollygagging around expecting to grow some muscle so your gym crush finally fucking notices you, and all she's noticing is how goddamn lazy you are. Like, set the precedent. Be the standard. Your body loves, dude, it loves and craves homeostasis. Homeostasis is the balance of activity that your body has. It's every day it goes in, This is what I need to do. This is what you, like the person, are going to do. And this is how I'm going to respond. How do we grow then when there's this huge expectation from your homeostasis? How do we get better? Well, we break the homeostatic environment. We force adaptation. Lollygagging around in your fasted cardio walks. Lollygagging around in the gym. Leaving reps in the tank is not an overall state of mind. You're not winning an overall championship today. Definitely not winning a fucking Super Bowl today. Body loves homeostasis. You want to progress? Break the homeostatic pattern. You have to. Every single day, we have a minimum simulating threshold point. I've talked about this in podcasts before. I'll cover it again. Minimum simulating threshold point. That's the minimum amount of work you can do to achieve a desired result. Every single day, we have that. Where the more you train, the further you go, the further you push your body, the more adaptive your body becomes. It's called super compensation. In the beginning, it's really, 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 really fast. That's why it's called newbie gains because your body's not used to it. And it's minimum simulating threshold point. It takes so long to adapt to what you're asking of it. But eventually, it fucking catches up. And when it catches up, we have to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And then you become extremely super compensated. Not dissimilar from where I'm at. It's hard to get progress. If I'm not perfect every day, I won't progress. I've broken, but beyond a super physiological, like a super physiological physique here. And a super physiological level of strength. My, the adaptation I forced on my body are beyond what is normal for a human body to do. It's far beyond it. But I choose to make fucking progress every day because I got Mr. USA to win and I got an Arnold Classic to fucking get top 10 at. 
Man, that sounds good. Does it sound good? I like that. Yeah. You spoke it. It's happening. Oh, definitely. Into is. the world. I think about it every day. Every day when you're talking about Mr. USA, I truly start thinking about the Arnold. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, dude, that's just my gateway to getting on stage with the Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your minimum ceiling threshold point, you have to understand if you are not getting uncomfortable every day, if you're not done with your morning fast and cardio walk and like fucking breathing and sweating and tired, you didn't go hard enough. You didn't force anything. If you're dieting and you keep fucking cheating, you're not forcing anything. If you're training and you're not going until the muscle stops contracting against the load, you're not forcing anything. Yeah, adaptations will come over time slowly. But why would we leave effort on the table? I, 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 dude, I, I cannot be on board with that. I cannot relate to that mentality. That's such a loser's mentality. Like, oh man, I could have given more today like really made you think tom brady looks back on his last 20 years in the nfl like oh fuck man what if i gave more <laughs> like no he, yeah it's not possible yeah like lebron james doesn't finish a game and he's like, oh man you know could have done more <laughs> had 14 points left <laughs> in the tank i have 14 really? points in the tank then we wouldn't have well, lost fuck, we lost by 11 <laughs> where were they bro come on that's bro. literally how fucking silly and stupid yeah. leaving reps in reserve is yeah like damn you had 14 points left and we lost by 11 well, imagine what happens if you try yeah right <laughs> if you just fucking took it there yeah then. yeah you have to be able to elicit change you have to be able to force change Training, resistance training forces change. Nervous system efficiency, strengthening tendons, ligaments, strengthening muscles, increasing muscle size, enhancing nutrient partitioning, enhancing muscle protein synthesis capabilities, enhancing uh, um, internal hormonal response, growth hormone, testosterone, insulin, all of those items, very important. A combination of all of these things. Training forces change. But only if you're making it do such. It doesn't just change because you went in the gym. It changes when every single set finishes. When holy fuck, I couldn't have done another set. If you get out of a set and you can just like talk or like walk afterwards. I mean, Scott trains with me like mm-hmm. almost every day we train at the same fucking time. Sometimes mm-hmm. you train together. Mm-hmm. And I told you the other day, I was like, man, after every fucking set. And I know I was probably being a little hard on Scott. Um but like after every set, like I get, dude, I'm like seeing shit. Yeah. Like that's why it takes so long. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I finish a set and I have to like sit there and like put my fucking like collect eyes yourself. down and like, yeah, collect myself. Yeah. Like, dude, nothing, understand how to breathe deep. Nothing is like, more cringy gone. to see yeah. a video of like someone training <sighs> and trying to, <sighs> and let's call it educate, if you will. Oh, boy. And they're lifting like 15s and they're doing oh, shoulder press and yeah. clearly anybody can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing it like for 40 reps. Oh and you're my like, God. What do you, what is that? Like, doing? There, there's no change happening. What is happening? Nothing. Yeah. Like truly you should feel a little bit queasy in your stomach and a little bit fucked up from mm-hmm. every single set. Like, you know, Scott's gotten to that point. Like he didn't used to be there. Savannah's gotten to that point. She yeah. used to be there. Like, honestly, like since day one, Megan was like, <laughs> yeah. like Megan came in the gym. Justin said, just give me a hard time. He added, 40% of my <laughs> yeah I fucked up so Scott told me so Scott told me he did like seven plates a week before it was yeah we did 14 
14, 14 place total on leg press way before. So like a really good lift. So I, I was like fucking up my own math. Like I guess my own math. Yeah. yeah. Cause we had a hundred pound plate you on the zone. Inside. That's the issue. Like I get in the zone and like, I just expect everyone, like I get really pissed off if I think people, I mean, you see me in the gym with my clients every day. Yeah. Like the other day I got in it, like in fucking Emory and Alexis face. Like, we what the from, fuck are you guys doing? We went from 14 to 18. Yeah. And so, so like, I thought that we had like just a little bit more, I can't even remember my exact thought process. Yeah, yeah. Like Scott said, I was in the fucking zone and like, yeah, it was equal with 18 plates. And like Scott took it down and it kind of crushed him. And he's like, Oh fuck. Like I'm seeing stars. And I was like, I see stars after every lift. Like I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. But it's also like, Scott doesn't need to go there. Like on rep one, I expect to see stars. Yeah. Like that's commonly not healthy for most people. If you're training like that, I mean, you are like so deep in the advanced end. Yeah. Like you need to learn. It's more, it's, it's a not pra- just, it's a practice. It's a practice because it's more than just lifting the weight. It's yeah. like controlling, like it's literally not blacking out and it's yeah. literally controlling your oxygen intake yep. and it's literally controlling like your, your breathing so that, that, pattern. Yeah. And that's what happened. It's like, I was trying like, to push yeah. and I didn't, I didn't take a breath. Yeah. And then I felt all the blood rush in my head and then yeah. I got a little lightheaded and you see those little stars. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And I had to collect myself. Yeah. But it's, I can see how it would be a, a practice to go, okay, I can find this point and I can yeah. recognize okay this is coming yeah so let's get more oxygen and it, yeah and you also like you weren't anticipating it either yeah and like so but now like i i think that kind of helped you understand like man that's why i get so amped up before yeah. every set because i'm like oh this is like yeah i truly feel like every single set and i know that like these are vastly different i'm not saying like yeah i'm not saying this into me way at all i feel like every set's war like mm-hmm. i really feel like it's all out fucking you, i mean warfare. this goes all the way back to what episode four with you and mark yeah where mark was saying you feel your organs every time yeah and like i finish a fucking leg press set and it's like damn i i mean i can feel everything internally like yeah when i when i when i unracked that and put the load on my legs i was like all right everything's coming it was yeah like yeah i mean yeah when there's thousands of pounds on a leg press pushing against you and you're at the bottom with your knees dug into your fucking chest like dude you really find out how tough you are real fucking quick yeah yeah i mean that's you'll find out how strong you are how tough you are you'll find out a lot about yourself there but it's like so what i'm alluding like what happened was i didn't just i I just fucked up the math and we had like 1300 pounds on there and it should have been close to like 1050 or something you know what's cool it was like i pulled it off yeah. And I got down and we were trying for one rep. And I remember pushing. I was like, I can't get this. Can't get this. There's no way. The the topic that we're on a plateaus. Mm-hmm. I now know what that feels like. Yeah. So I now know. Okay. I know I can get it off. Yeah. I know what it feels like. Yeah. So I know that the 14. Yeah. Could be pushed probably. But 15 then, to maybe 16. But then we dropped the weight down to uh, what? Like we dropped the weight down to like the 14 plates. Right. Yeah. I think I got and like, you, you repped it for more than you hit it for the yeah. week before. Yeah. After you overexerted yourself on the first set. So you yep. still overloaded. Yep. So you still force adaptation. You still like got literally like got better from that. I've noticed my plateaus decrease yeah because of the lack of the the, like i'm I'm taking away the fear of like okay this is gonna feel it's supposed to feel heavy yeah like the first time i took off the i forget what it was it might have been the 285 bench yeah 285 bench yeah i took that off i was like that's fucking heavy it's heavy like you notice it's heavy yeah and you go and then you go through the process and as long as you're controlled and everything yeah and you trust yourself to get through it then you can get through it absolutely but i I always kind of shied away from like if it's heavy 
it's too heavy. Yep. You know that what makes I mean? sense. Yeah. A lot of people like struggle there. Like there's yeah. that fine line. I think, um, I think that's been something I've been kind of able to help you out of is just like, so logically speaking, cause you're a very logical thinker. You know, if we can hit 275 for five, then, you know, really you should be able to hit 295 for yeah, one. Yeah. I think that's what you do really well. Like all of team Haley. Yeah. The men, that mentality across the board. Yeah. I think that really helps people like, excel. There's always more there. Yeah. But it's, there's also a time and place of, more more is always there but that doesn't mean it's always intelligent to go take more and that mm-hmm. that's that's a whole other podcast topic in and of itself that we should definitely do it's not always the smartest thing to go and take more mm-hmm. and go and just like reach for something that's not there that's how we get into an exhaustion phase we get into an over what's considered an overtraining phase which i really hate the term overtraining to be honest with you i like the term overreaching i like the term exhaustion phase it's like Overtraining doesn't really tell the whole story. If we were recovering properly, if we were prioritizing sleep, if we were prioritizing water or, or, you know, the supplements we needed to take to help us progress, the food, you know, we likely wouldn't have trained too much mm-hmm. or too hard. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you're someone who goes to the gym fucking seven days a week, then yeah, you're overtrained, but you're also a fucking idiot. And that's like <laughs> a problem that can't be fixed. So when we overtrain, obviously, a lot of variables that come in here. You start feeling achy and fatigued, overly fatigued, and your hunger goes away and you're overly stressed and immensely are not like the most stable. It's not, it's not like you're going to fucking snap and go like, fucking harm someone. It's just like your normal, your common responses to like people and things aren't like what they commonly are. Yeah. They're, they're like elevated, escalated, if you will. Um, there's a hormonal component to this. You're going to have, you, you know, you're very prone to having a cortisol steal. What a cortisol steal is, is when your body is supposed to be making a progesterone, which is going to eventually turn into testosterone or estrogen, but cortisol steals it because cortisol has to be raised in order to get you to stop it's a stress response cortisol is a direct stress response when you're overstressing your body a cortisol steal or a cortisol rob can't happen it pulls away from progesterone progesterone like i mentioned directly turns into testosterone or estrogen so now we don't have optimal levels of testosterone or estrogen they tank testosterone is likely going to tank first now we can actually become estrogen dominant because we over fucking trained and cortisol kept getting robbed and robbed and robbed and you wouldn't fucking stop. So don't let yourself get to that point. Be fucking intelligent. Like I said, yeah, sometimes more is there. Sometimes you've trained three days straight and you think you can go make it a fourth. If you're training truly hard, you probably can't train four days straight. If you can train for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Without a rest day, there's more we could have given on those days. Okay. That, that's what I was going to say. I would bet that if you're training that many times, yeah, you're likely plateauing. Yeah. You're likely, well, you're setting yourself up for one. Yeah. Um, you're setting yourself up for one for a multitude of reasons. If you are training hard enough, setting yourself up for overtraining. But if you're like recovered officially in that time, you're not training hard enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so like there's two variables here. So how do we avoid a plateau? What's like step one for me, avoiding a plateau force adaptation, make it non-negotiable that every single day you put your body in an uncomfortable position for it to progress. 
train as hard as you possibly fucking can. Rest as hard as you can. Diet as hard as you can. Hit your cardio as hard as you can. That, like, then that doesn't mean like if you have low intensity, steady state cardio or something like that, you just start fucking high intensity, steady state cardio in it. It just means like if you're on the fucking stairmaster for low intensity, steady state, don't fucking lean on it. Mm-hmm. That makes us that's as hard as you can do it and get your heart rate in the zone and, and, and fucking progress. Do it with the proper intent. Do it with fucking intent. As your body builds, the results slow. This is why overloading is so important. Constant overloading, constant pulling back. The the overloading process is obviously always giving the body something to adapt to. The pulling back property is obviously always allowing the body to catch up where you are. You should... It's a constant balance. It's like a seesaw of like pushing the limits and staying ahead of your body's response curve, Mm. but then also being able to pick up on the signs when we need to pull back and rest more to allow your body to catch up where you are. Like if you get five steps ahead of your body, things aren't going to go very well. Mm. But if we stay like two steps, three steps ahead, you're probably going to be in a really good place. Mm -hmm. Like you're probably, you're going to continue progressing. We can stay there with proper rest. Um, some people like deloads. I personally don't see the benefit of going to the gym as a bodybuilder. As long as you're advanced, if you're still learning movements, deloads have a property. If you're an advanced trainer, why would we go into the gym as a bodybuilder with our goal to win shows and not elicit a huge uh, um, simulating force on the body? What's the purpose? What's why not stay the fuck home and just recover completely? Because you're still tapping into recovery. You're still forcing your body to recover from something, but that doesn't mean you reach your minimum seemingly a threshold point your body has to recover from something because there was a, you know an output of energy anytime there's an output of energy there's a recovery component attached to it so why would we not just stay home what's the intention of a deload like why would somebody want to incorporate that yeah that's a good question usually it's utilized in powerlifting or like in our industry powerlifting um but in like the nfl and and uh the college sports i was involved the college teams i was involved with um utilizes like peak performance and stuff it's simply it's like you're, you know you're two steps ahead of the body but now we want that body to catch up because once that body catches up we're primed for performance mm. all right so we've gone through a training so it's cycle further recovery yeah, yeah we've gone through a training cycle but through a deload we want to still be able to master the lift so mm-hmm. power lifters it's like well you know last week i hit my you know one rep max bench pr mm-hmm. this week i'm going to a deload maybe 70 percent of all numbers but i'm going to focus on perfect intent on every single lift from the warm-up to the top set that you are performing mean okay because i need that lift to be perfect so i'm gonna like like you're the gonna mechanics practice of the, the lift. execution yeah yeah, yeah you're just practicing the execution and the nfl it was like practicing running yeah like we wouldn't sprint, but like we that. would run like as like we you would run like you are sprinting with the mechanics of sprinting yeah and we'd perfect them, but we wouldn't be like all out. We'd pull back on the training. So maybe last week was a front squat for a max set of six. And this week's a front squat for an 80% set of three. It's just going to allow you to be fresher. Yeah. It's going to prime Makes you sense. for performance. Mm-hmm. When you prime for performance, when you are priming for performance, body catches up. You're no steps ahead. Mm-hmm. You're on par. There's a time and a place for that with every, um, you know, athletic element. Yeah. But in bodybuilding, if we stay ahead, you never plateau. Mm-hmm. You never catch up. Mm-hmm. If the body catches up, it's likely because we fucked up our rest. We fucked up diet, um, recovery, same thing as rest of training, the, you know, anything in there. 
All right, so we constantly have to be forcing change, force change, force change. I can't reiterate that enough. So always keep in mind that minimum simulating threshold point. Okay, I can't reiterate enough. It's with everything. It's with diet and response to metabolic output. It's with rest and response to your sex hormones and your growth hormone and your insulogenic response. It's with training in terms of overloading or, you know, overtraining. And it's with cardio in terms of overdoing it or doing the proper amount hard enough. There's a minimum simulating threshold point that you have to reach every single day with your body. Obviously, hiring a really, really, really good coach is a foolproof way, um, you know, to make sure we stay ahead of this. Um, but beyond that, assess your biofeedback every single week, assess your biofeedback. What's going on with your resting heart rate? If it's elevated outside of like a five or six, um, uh, standard value range, something's happening. What is it? If your fasted blood glucose all of a sudden is up five, six points, but you've done the exact same thing all week, something's happening. What is it? If your rest goes, if your sleep quality goes down, something's happening. If you feel more stress, something's happening. It's, it's pay attention to your biofeedback. If you're overtraining, also your digestion is going to go to shit because you're going to be stuck in a sympathetic state. Fight or flight response is going to be tough getting into a parasympathetic state where we rest and digest. Um, so pay attention to these items. Pay attention to this biofeedback. Always, 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 your body is telling you something. It's sending you signals and it's making you know of something that it's feeling. We have to be able to pick up on those. This is my job as a coach is literally picking up on these. So avoiding plateaus, train hard enough. Keep intent high and dominate all of your variables. Extreme periods of recovery are fantastic. Dude, You'd be amazed at how many times I tell my clients take a fucking week off. Caitlin Earl right now. Caitlin mm -hmm. Earl checks in. Dude, she just wants to work and work and work. And dude, that's mm -hmm. great. That's a great trade to have. Yeah. Like, that's why she looks the way she does. That's why she's going to be so fucking good at the NPC level and the IFBB level. But she checked in and she had every single symptom of overtraining. Mm. And so I was like, all right, you're done till Friday. Right. We'll chat then. Let's okay. see. What, I think it was five days of rest but with the intent of like still keeping your other variables. I think she was like six steps ahead. Now, when we get back, she's going to be one step ahead. Okay. You know? Yeah. All other variables are hit. Like her cardio is only steps. Uh, her food's in a pretty fucking good place. Um, everything else is perfect. It's going to be hit. Signs of overtraining, you know, four or five rest days straight. Like four or five days outside the gym for someone who's a workhorse, that's hard. So it's mm -hmm. also like whenever I give that to a client, it's also like, hey, you know, it's impressive if, you know, you, you fucking hit this too. Mm -hmm. Like some of y'all are going to go nuts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just did it with my girl, uh, Megan Hayes, too. She she she's a really fucking good coach in her own right. Um, and I always respect when like really good coaches like she doesn't really want to compete in a competition that she could like dominate the bikini division. It's absolutely bonkers. But like I respect when like a good coach who like doesn't necessarily want to or need to compete, like hire someone and like she later hired me. She's like, I want to learn. I want to be able to like apply things. Yeah. And so, you know, she checked in biofeedback was pointing one direction. It was a rest, like just mm -hmm. fucking rest. Mm -hmm. Um, you, there's a lot of times that three, four, five straight rest days are taken. Fuck, there's times seven days. Uh, you get better in that time. You're not losing ground. If it's needed, you're not losing ground on, you know, your opponents. Yeah. Like no one. Well, it's not like you're sitting around eating cheeseburgers exactly. seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're still crushing your diet. You're still yeah. hitting your steps. You're, yeah. Like now you literally just have more time to recover. Mm -hmm. We're not applying anything on the body that you, that you, um, you know, that, that forces recovery. Mm -hmm. 
So extreme periods of recovery when they are needed, very essential. Every single night, actually, let me take a step back. Every variable you do throughout the day, ask yourself during it and after it, could I have done better? When you're hitting steps, hey, could I be going harder? When you're measuring your food, is it 302 grams or 300 grams of rice? Which one are you supposed to do? Is 302 close enough for you? Well, 300 is perfect. When you're training, when you're in your set, could you have contracted against the load any, any further? Could you have gone to sleep maybe 30 minutes earlier? Could you put your phone away a little bit earlier? Like every single thing you do, could I have done it better? And then at the end of every single day, you lay down. Could I have gone harder today? And like truly assess that answer needs to be no every single day. It's an overall champion state of mind. When you apply that overall champion state of mind to your entire life, guess what happens to the rest of it? Everything elevates. Your work performance elevates. Your relationship elevates. Everything elevates because you are living a champion's fucking life. So don't just like be okay being okay because that's not fucking good enough you're either elite or you're never remembered and personally like i'm really 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 not trying to die and no one know who the fuck i am (laughs) and like that should you know that's how you know you should feel as well if you're an ambitious person a driven person make something fucking happen yeah do it with intent Driving the intent fucking home. Everything you do, dude, get fucking intent tatted on your goddamn forehead. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you do that, send me pics. <laughs> I will post you on my page and talk about fucking intent because that is intentful. Yeah. I don't even have that much intent. That's, uh, that's a Team Haley mascot <laughs> that's, if I've that's, ever seen one. Yeah, dude, that's Team Haley. <laughs> I got, I got in, a job intent, for you. It would say intent and then intensity. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, that'd be eye, fucking above great. Above your eyebrows. I think that'd be fucking great. <laughs> I think that's cool. Someone do that shit. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please fucking don't. God damn it. Uh, you show it to work with intent on your forehead. You're totally getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Operate with an overall champion state of mind, competitor, non-competitor, found my fucking podcast and stumbled through the last 50 minutes somehow without having any interest in any interest in fitness. Overall champion state of mind. What are you bringing to the table? What makes you better? What makes you closer to that goal? What makes you closer to be the last fucking man standing? Honestly, it just shouldn't sit well with, you know, someone else could be that. So train and go so fucking hard that you don't ever have to look at someone else in the middle standing after you. Episode 40. See you next time.